The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. In all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. Welcome to the House of Roll. is live again it's will's take on sports i am the host will walker thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast my show really appreciate that um today's podcast 10 10 expect the unexpected that is all predicated on what happened in game five in the national league division series yesterday between uh atlanta and st louis and out in L.A. with the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. I swear the Dodgers are starting to look like the uh, 1990s Atlanta team that won all those division titles and only captured one World Series. Dodgers, I am thoroughly disappointed. Really disappointed. Um, I picked the Dodgers to win the World Series this year. That prediction is by the wayside. It's gone. It's no good. But it is what it is. Expect unexpected when it comes to the Major League Baseball playoffs. Again, it's about matchups. Pitching matchups, pitchers versus hitters. It is about matchups. I know yesterday in that matinee game between Atlanta and St. Louis, was not expecting a 10 spot to be hung on the Atlanta starting pitcher in the first inning. St. Louis jumped right on them right away. Right away. And that's that's just what it was. Can't, can't call that any other way. I don't think it was no such thing as Atlanta was not prepared or any of those type of things, any of those other narratives that go on whenever a team um, doesn't, doesn't come out the gate quite as fast. Uh, usually you hear that narrative, oh, the other team was more prepared. I don't think that's what it was, or the other team was more ready for the, for the situation. I don't think that's what it was. I just think that that pitcher couldn't find his spot, and I'm not even going to try to butcher and pronounce his name. Um, he just couldn't find his spots, and the St. Louis hitters were all over uh, every mistake that he made. Uh, he walked a couple of guys in that first inning, and St. Louis took advantage of it. So St. Louis moves on to the National League uh, Championship Series, and so does the Washington Nationals after trailing most of that game in Game 5 out in L.A. They came back even when Kershaw, I mean, Walker Bueller, he had his he had his moments, um, but he was shaky. You know, it wasn't quite as dominating of a performance as you would expect from him. And – Washington hung in there. They hung in there. They chipped away until finally they broke through late in that ball game and was able to hang on even when Ker- Clayton Kershaw came into the ball game. Clayton Kershaw, man, I, man, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. He's an, he's a very good pitcher, but his postseason numbers are not good. They're horrible. And again, the Dodgers are gone. It, it's 
It's just I, I know they're very disappointed, especially after that um, strong regular season that they had. I think it was 106 wins for the Dodgers, and yet, behold, they still <laughs> they again bounce right up out of the right out of the Major League Baseball tournament. So that is what it is. And I didn't. Ex- I'm be honest with you. And then with the game today going on between Minnesota, I'm sorry, not Minnesota, but going on between Tampa, the Tampa Rays. And the Houston Astros, I didn't expect that to go five games. I expected that. Okay, I gave Tampa one game when I made this prediction um, last week. And, shoot, lo and behold, they got a game five going on. So, I mean, Garrett Cole is a 20-game winner for the Astros. But, really, the Rays have just done it with just relief pitching, uh, timely hitting. Which is what is needed in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Whether it's a good team or a team that, as in the case with St. Louis and Tampa, that made it in um, via the wild card game. It doesn't matter whether you're going with a, with a hundred win team or, like I said, a, a wild card winner. It's timely hitting and timely pitching. Timely hitting and time timely hitting and timely pitching and strong defense, and that is. That's the recipe for winning uh, a World Series title. And right now, the the two of the favorites are gone, and then one favorite has got a game five today. And we, we will see who pulls it out um, uh, today um, between the the Rays and the Astros. Sorry if I'm fidgeting around here or uh, sound somewhat distracted. Uh, I'm thinking about the, the Yankees. And what I said about them, and and now they're going to get healthy. I think there's a possibility that they're going to get some guys back. Um, they're waiting on the winner in the for the American League uh, Championship Series uh, between uh, the Game Five today. So they're 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 waiting on that. Baseball, like I said, is is one of those. Baseball is is all about matchups. I said last week. Sometimes, you know, you get these under you 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 may have favorites, but it just depends on matchups. It depends on matchups. I I pick the Astros and the Dodgers to uh to be in the World Series, which would have been an outstanding matchup. But I think if baseball keeps having these type of uh dramatic uh finishes and then it's going, the series is long. Of course, the casual sports fan will look in. Plus, that's this is usually the time of year when every, uh, most casual sports fans who don't follow Major League Baseball on a daily basis, like myself, they kind of pay attention and say, okay, well. Wow, now now they can pay attention and say the Cardinals and and the Nationals are going to be playing for the right to go to the World Series. And kudos to St. Louis is a scrappy team. They are scrappy, and I got to give Dave Martinez, the manager for the, the Washington Nationals, a lot of credit. Um, he used his two ace starters uh, in relief uh, in relief so far this postseason. Max Scherzer. And Steven Strasburg, Steven Strasburg was really unbelievable. He started off slow in that game five against L.A., but he, he hung in there and gave it and kept the number to where in a, a respectable number of only three runs and gave his team the opportunity to win. So, well, it gave, kept his team in and gave his opportunity, his team the opportunity to come back and win. So that is pretty much the Major League play, Baseball playoffs. That, that That's how that rolls. I want to get into something else in regards to the NBA preseason. I don't, I don't think I can remember a time when I've seen so many um, preseason games televised nationally uh, in regards to what happened with 
the 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 Lakers and uh, on last Saturday night, and then in regards to, of course, everybody's on that Zion Williamson hype train and what he's able to do. He had a great game last night against the Bulls, although the Bulls are not a great team. I like Zach Levine, though. I like what I see out of him in regards to where he's starting to be, look like a total basketball player and not just a a uh, slam dunk participant. But the Bulls are, are not a very good team. Um, and the Pelicans look like they're going to be competitive. I don't know if that re- translates to that they're going to make the playoffs in the West because the West is so deep. I'm going to get into that more, uh, more in-depth next week as I make my uh, NBA uh, preview that I'm going to do next Thursday. Um, but just a quick thoughts on the NBA and the preseason and then, again, with Zion Williamson. And the hype train with him is going to be unreal. It, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be nonstop. It's going to also – it's also going to be overbearing for me because, I mean, he's – is he super athletic? Yes. For that, for a guy his size, he he has his, he has holes in his game, but there is no lack of effort on that kid. That kid gives maximum effort with that with that freakish athletic ability. So, I, I don't know really which I, I know how I see it. I see it that he he may struggle a little bit. I heard um, I, on my past show last week, I said he may he looked that he may give 15 and 7, 15.7 rebounds. I think that's kind of a stretch, but if they're going to play that type of game, if they're going to play an open court game up and down the court, okay, I can see that possible because he's going to get a whole lot of dunks because ain't nobody getting Nobody's going to get in his way, not many people anyway. So I expect him to be able to capitalize on, on his athletic ability and his hustle. And I didn't know he was that I, – I, I saw him at Duke, but, I mean, he, he's pretty good at bringing that ball up the floor also. So that's the NBA. Uh, my just thoughts on Zion Williamson real quick. And like I said, please tune in next week. I'm going to do an NBA preview show, and I'll get more in-depth into that. I like how my Miami Heat look. I like Tyler Hero. He can shoot that ball. He can definitely shoot. Um, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get with Spo if he don't, if he don't uh, contribute at the defensive end. But – he he can definitely shoot the ball. All right, and then there's another thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to the situation that happened with the kid from Penn State. He got a letter from an alum basically saying he didn't he didn't approve of his appearance and most of that was regarding his hair. Um to me this is really just a non issue because that's one voice. That's one fan's opinion, one fan opinion. In regards to the look of that young man, I didn't agree with James Franklin coming out, the head coach of Penn State, and basically trying to, uh, I guess, validate the young man with, you know, with the things that he said. I thought that was unnecessary too. To me, this is just one fan. This isn't the entire fan base of Penn State saying that. So that's just one person's opinion, and I don't think that I don't think it's isolated, really. Um, I'm pretty sure there are others that feel like that. They just probably didn't write a letter about it. And I don't think that's just isolated to Penn State either. That could be, you know, any program around the country that has deep tradition where there may be some alums that are just not very keen on what they're seeing in regards to the look of these young uh, of the young people nowadays. Um, I didn't see it 
as that big of an issue to me there are things that are that are that's a more that's more important than oh of course that is but i'm just saying that that that, that that's not really a discussion to me you know this is a new age a lot of kids have dreads a lot of kids are, have tattoos all over themselves so and i don't care if that kid came from a a, a poor background or a two-parent home and I and came out of the suburbs or whatever. There are a lot of kids that have dreads and tattoos. You know, to me, that doesn't speak on the character of that person just because of their hair or they have tattoos. It is what it is. That's today's society. You know, a lot of people have tattoos. I remember a time, and this, this is not sports related, where, you know, if you wanted to be in the professional field um, outside of sports, but in the professional field, you know, people wouldn't, um, they would have tattoos, but they probably wouldn't expose it or they probably wouldn't show it. It was covered up um, by their clothing. But now, I mean, everybody has a tattoo. Good grief. And, and and almost every almost every kid I see play college football, you know, majority of them anyway, had dreadlocks or whatever coming out coming out of their helmet. So to me, that's that's just a non-issue. Penn State's having a decent season, uh, well, a pretty good season. They haven't lost a game yet. And they look like they can, you know, be a one or two lost team this season. I don't know how how that how they will um, compete against Ohio State. You know, head to head. I, well, I kind of do know. I don't think they beat Ohio State, but expect the unexpected. So you never know how that how you know that outcome will work out. But anyway, that's just my little quick thought on that situation. It's just to me, it's, that was just a really a non-issue. Some of these stories that. You know, some of these things that come out on the four-letter channel or or even on fixed sports or whatever, it's just a non-issue to me. It really is. It's, it's, it's the same with the Richard Sherman postgame after the Washington and Cleveland game and his Baker Mayfield's this, dad, and all that stuff. Okay, you can talk trash after you win. That's it, it, just what it is. If a guy comes out cocky or you think he's cocky and you want to – put him in his place or whatever the situation is as far as how people feel about Baker Mayfield. That is what it is. Again, a non, that's another non-story to me because San Francisco just thoroughly beat Cleveland on Monday night. So Richard Sherman stood at the post, um, the post-game press conference and, and took shots at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield played a horrible game. And Baker Mayfield right now is everywhere. And, and he, there's a, whenever there's a mic on his face, whatever he says is all over the place. So, and of course, maybe there's maybe some jealousy by Richard Sherman, you know, in, in what he said regards to Baker Mayfield. You know, Baker Mayfield, second year, he's everywhere. He's on all the commercials and everything. And he's he's got a lot of love for the way he finished last season. Um, after he came in as a starter, uh, I think it was after game five. So, it are, and here's my thing about the Cleveland Browns. I said this before the season when I had my NFL preview show that I didn't think the Browns were going to be a playoff team this season. I thought basically they had to get it together, take a year maybe to learn um, how to play together, one. But the thing I'm starting to notice is that they are not very they're, – they're so inconsistent um, with their play. Whether it's jumping, whether it's roughing the passer on the defensive side, or passing interference, or or just looking totally um, undisciplined as a team, period. That's what the, they they look good when they played against the Ravens. They they had a solid game plan. They decided to get the ball to Nick Chubb, and 
go go that route instead of trying to put everything on Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and um, Odell Beckham. But they come back the following week against San Francisco and just just laid a stinker, you know. And and some of that stuff could have been changed because had Antonio um, Callaway made that catch, you know, inside the inside the uh, one yard line towards the goal line. I mean, it could have been a totally different game, but instead, he was going down. He lost uh, the pass was thrown low, bounced off bounced off his knee. I think it was, and the and the guy picked it off, and then it just seemed like that momentum stayed on um, San Francisco side for the entire game. Um, another thing I want to address is Washington decided to get, and this is coming at a perfect time because the Dolphins are are, are uh, the the Dolphins play Washington this weekend at home. So the turmoil that's going on in Washington should be able to benefit the Dolphins. I'm going to get into that as I pick my games later. Um, But to me, Washington firing Jay Gruden in the middle of the season and then the reports are it was over the dispute whether he wanted to play Daniel Haskins or not. Um, The the ownership wanted Daniel Haskins, so they want to see him on the field and things of that nature. I would think you would trust the coach because he's doing the day-to-day you know, you got a, a coach in to coach football. He should know. You, you would reckon you would trust his opinion in regards to things like that. And he doesn't. He didn't think Daniel, uh, uh, Mr. Haskins, was ready to be a starter in the NFL. I would think you would trust the coach's opinion. But anyway, looking at Washington and also Atlanta for that for that matter, as Atlanta is struggling, um, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator at both of those places. He's the coach of the San Francisco 49ers, and he's got that team undefeated. Now, their schedule ain't been that strong, and we're going to see exactly how um, good San Francisco really is as they're getting ready to get into the NFC, their NFC West um, um, part of the schedule um, against uh, the Rams and the Seahawks. But right now, it's looking like Kyle Shanahan could have been a perfect especially with the Falcons. I think he – because he was on that – he was the old court when they went to the Super Bowl – I think he would have been, you know, I think he would be a good fit with the Falcons, a great fit with the Falcons right now, and even with the risk, even with Washington, you know, and um, how he would, you know, fit in there in regards to, you know, the turmoil and the foolishness they got on. But they, but it's been said that they basically are, <laughs> they basically are as the owner goes. So maybe he wouldn't have been a good fit. Maybe Jay Gruden probably was sabotaging himself when he started Colt McCoy and they, they were pushing for him to start Daniel Haskins. Maybe he just had just about had enough of Daniel Snyder. That could possibly be it too. But in regards and right now in this season, the San Francisco 49ers are, are my surprise team um, as far as it, it going, it, it, right now in the NFL. I'm not shocked by anything about the Browns. Like I said earlier, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs and I didn't expect the Cowboys to make the playoffs. I know the Cowboys, what the start they got off against, against the Dolphins, the Giants, and um, some other garbage team they played. Well, anyway, and then when they had to step up and play against the Saints, a, a, a very good defense, and then they played Green Bay, who they should have just ran the ball down Green Bay's throat, and they lost that game at home. But I'm not surprised. I thought the Cowboys would be uh, an erratic team. I didn't, I didn't expect them to be a playoff team. I didn't expect the Cowboys to be – the NFC, the NFC's best team. I didn't even expect them to be the best team in their division. So I'm not surprised. Now, at one point in the offseason, 
I thought the Cowboys after they required uh, Robert Quinn from the Dolphins and they had Dexter Lawrence, they had those linebackers, I thought they would be legit. I really did, and then Ezekiel Elliott hand out hold uh, had his holdout, and I just changed my entire opinion. I was like, "That's it, no way, I'll I'll, I'll go away." Because those holdouts seem to never uh, have a good ending when players hold out. They they just really don't. But anyway, the Browns still have a. But going back to the Browns, they still they got an opportunity to still make the playoffs though, because their their division is garbage. The Ravens have an identity crisis. They don't know whether they want to, you know, they were a team that ran the ball so strong last season, and then now they basically are trying to make Lamar Jackson look like Pat Mahomes. And that's not working. Lamar Jackson is an outstanding athlete. He really is. And I'm rooting for the kid to become a prolific NFL passer. He's just not that right now. Not quite yet. I'm rooting for him to get there, but he's just – He's not that guy right now. And I think the Ravens, and with, especially with Mark Ingram um, playing running back, they should, and then they got Gus Edwards also being the backup, and he was a guy that was – he had uh, major uh, contributions for this team uh, down the stretch last year. They got a solid running game. They got a good run-blocking offensive line, run the doggone ball, you know, pass it off a of play action. Do I mean, do something like that. I mean, I'm not telling these guys anything they don't know. I mean, they study this every single day in regards to the Ravens, but still, it just seems like they're just they're determined to make Lamar Jackson uh, uh, to, to to make him become the, the look like this passer that he is just right now not. And the Steelers are the Steelers. I said it even with the injury to Big Ben before the injuries. I just thought with them not having the talent at receiver. Um, not having the talent at running back. I, I know James Conner is there. I know what he did. Um, I just didn't think that the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be a quality team. And that was before Big Ben got injured. Again, their warning for a start doesn't shock me either. Uh, it's just it, some things, you know, You, I, I guess there are people who, who say, well, I didn't expect to see this. I thought, you know, Minus the distraction of Antonio Brown that the Steelers would, you know, they would be better. Well, talent still wins in the NFL or any professional sports league for that matter. Talent still wins. Okay, how you shape it. Talent still wins. All right, let me get into my picks this week and what I think about what's going to happen. I'm going to start first with the Red River Shootout. Oklahoma Sooners, Texas Longhorn, Texas Longhorns and Dallas Big time game. Jalen Hurts right now. They're ranking him as a as the favorite for the uh, Heisman Trophy based upon his stats so far this season. They ain't played nobody. Oklahoma hasn't, but we'll see. And Texas isn't that good defensively, so he may still put up great numbers. It is what it is. All right, but in my opinion, I don't think Texas plays enough defense, and I think Oklahoma plays just enough defense, just enough, not a lot. But just enough. And if you ask me, in my opinion, based upon what happened last year between these two teams, there was a shootout in the regular season between Sam Ellinger and Mr. Kyler, the, the guy that went on to win the Heisman, Kyler Murray. So when it comes down to it, I'm going to say that Texas will pull the upset. I think Oklahoma will do just enough. But I think this will be one of those situations where Texas – 
they repeat what they did last year and win their win um, this game back to back for the first time since 2000. I think that's 2000. I think this is the first for the first time they won back to back games in this series will be uh, since 08 and 09. Wow. All right, Nebraska going against Minnesota. Minnesota is undefeated. Nebraska is Nebraska. Um, I'm not really sold on Minnesota. I really am not. I think Scott Frost will be able to get a signature win so far this season, and he will go on the road and win this game um, versus Minnesota. All right, the next game will be Florida Gators versus the LSU Tigers. Florida is doing... uh, the set their second week in a row versus uh, versus some Tigers or versus the Tigers. This time it's LSU. Last week they played Auburn. Last week I went against Florida when they played against Auburn. Um, I did I did think it would be a close game, and I thought Florida would lose uh, down the stretch. But Florida pulled away down the stretch, so it was totally opposite of what I thought. This week I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm going to go in and go with the Florida Gators. I know the game is in Baton Rouge, but LSU just has been shaky on defense. They gave up 30-plus points against Vanderbilt. And I'm not saying that Florida's going to be able to – is that prolific of an offense with the backup quarterback. I just think LSU is just shaky on defense. And Florida is solid on defense. I think they'll be able to get a pass rush on Burrow, kind of slow that offense down a little bit. Florida has the speed in the secondary to play with them to be able to run with those wide receivers going to very very interesting to see what Todd Grantham comes up um, as far as uh, slowing LSU's offense down. Florida pulled the upset last year at home kind of turned their season around when they played LSU. LSU went into that game last season undefeated but this is this time both teams are undefeated and I think Florida will get the upset at home I mean on the road versus the LSU Tigers all right, my next game is going to be Washington versus my Miami Dolphins. There's no better opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to get a win than this game. Like I stated earlier, the Washington team is coming in uh, in total turmoil. They got an interim head coach. Um, I don't think he's named his starting quarterback, or I haven't seen it yet. So the Dolphins, this is a perfect opportunity, and plus the Dolphins have an opportunity. They're coming off a of bye. They are 4-4. Four and four. Um, since 2010 when they come off the bye week. So they should have a – this is – there's no better opportunity than this to get a win. You know, something to get a fan base, something that the, the doggone be uh, somewhat happy about. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Miami Dolphins will get their first win uh, this season. I, that, that changed. Um, from a couple of days ago. But anyway, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. All right, in the last game, the game will be in London between the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers haven't won um, in London at all in the two trips they've been over there. Uh, and this is Carolina's first trip over there. Carolina has the best running back in football in Christian McCaffrey. That That is right now that Saquon Barkley isn't paying. He leads the NFL in rushing. He should lead the NFL in probably told yards i didn't look that up but definitely christian mccaffrey is um playing outstanding football right now uh tampa bay eh, they look good against the rams and then they ran into the saints in the superdome and then they got humbled so we will see now carolina isn't nowhere near 
<laughs> they no, they're nowhere near um, the Saints on offense. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are able to pull the upset uh, in London and get that win. Not a big fan of, of what Jameis has been doing this season, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, that's my time. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to Will's Take on Sports. If you're listening to it on the Spreaker uh, website or the mobile app, um, please hit that follow button, and uh, you'll be able to know when there's a new podcast available. Also, thank you for listening to the show on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts for Android users, uh, iHeartRadio. There's... Right now I'm drawing a blank But anyway Those are the different platforms You can listen to this show Again follow the show On Instagram and Twitter At WWS underscore sports show And also On Facebook You can follow my show Um, Got a Facebook page Just type in Will's take on sports In the search Uh, And and it'll come up With Will's take on sports Page And just hit the like button Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I close this show the same way every week. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I'll holler. Everybody be safe. See you on Sunday. Go Dolphins. Games play tomorrow night too. That's going to be interesting. Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.